Welcome to the Gather Houston podcast. We are a Christian community practicing the way of Jesus in all parts of life and for the good of all people. Thank you for joining us today. So I am continuing our conversation today on our confession of faith, the one we just said out loud together. Um, And I told you last week uh, a little bit about some context on this statement, but I wrote it. Um, I wrote it. We didn't get it from somewhere else. I wrote this statement of faith kind of in response to a series of meetings that both uh, myself and Andre Franklin on our team were having uh, with people in our community who were walking through uh, a faith deconstruction. So sometimes that's a word they would use. Sometimes that's a word we would kind of give them, uh, but a deconstruction. And I think deconstruction can be a really beautiful process. Uh, it can be really good, but it's also really hard and it can be really lonely. Uh, and so what uh, a lot of what this process is, is when people are walking through a deconstruction, um, they are examining like full examination, everything on the table of all the religious and, and cultural beliefs that they were given. So they pick everything up and look at it. And for a lot of people in our community, they were tossing a lot of stuff out and saying, that doesn't work for anymore for me anymore. This religious belief, this cultural belief doesn't work for me anymore. And then at the end of that process, you have to kind of decide, am I okay with not having any of this? Where do I want to go from here? And what we kept hearing from people in our community is, we want to have some kind of faith. This is an important part of my life, has been an important part of my life. But what do I do now? And so I wrote this confession of faith as just a starting point, just a framework, kind of a foundational piece of liturgy that we would say, this is just the the starting place for us. It's not everything, but just a starting place for the kind of faith we want to have. So we're walking through each of these statements. And um, I just want to reiterate, reiterate today that agreement isn't the goal. I don't need you to agree with me today. I don't need you to agree with one another. We're not trying to get everyone to reach the same set of conclusions. I don't need you to agree. That's totally fine with me. And um, uh, certainty isn't the goal. So I'm not trying to move you to a 100% sure about any of these things. Certainty is is definitely uh, not the goal. Really, our goal is that we would participate together, that we just walk this journey together, that it's okay if you don't know. It's okay if you're not for sure. It's okay if you don't agree. That's totally fine. We don't need everyone to be in the same place. We just want to be walking together. And uh, I think that's especially important for our topic today. So we're going to be talking today about having a faith rooted in the person and the practice of Jesus. We say every week that we believe Jesus is God and is worthy of our worship and our imitation. And again, I don't need you to be sure about this. You don't have to agree. We're just on the journey together. But for me, I will say I in case you were wondering, I th- think this is probably just an assumption of yours, but for me, I believe Jesus is God. And I believe Jesus is worthy of our worship. But I-, I believe it because of the witness of the first apostles who said things like, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is Himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father has made Him known. I believe Jesus is God because in His birth and in His life and in His death and in His resurrection, the people around Him were bowing and worshiping. I believe Jesus is God because it was the foremost narrative of the New Testament and the early church. That if Jesus wasn't God, the church probably doesn't start or expand or grow. If Jesus isn't God, we're probably not here. 
right now. I believe Jesus is God, but my goal today isn't to convince you of that. Um, I'm not going to give like seven logical proofs for the resurrection or anything like that. Uh, I really don't believe this stuff can be proven. It's not very logical, so sometimes I think it's funny when people give proofs uh, for this stuff. I don't think it can really be proven. And to be honest, um, I believe this stuff, but I'm like uh, 70% sure about it most of the time. So it would be a little dishonest for me to expect you to be 100% sure all of the time. Like I'm like 70% sure about this stuff most of the time. And I don't think certainty is required to trust God. Um, so I'm not trying to convince you of anything. Here's what I, I want to do today, okay? So just for the next like 15 minutes, here's what I, what I want to do. I want to help you reclaim Jesus. I want to help you reclaim Jesus. Because the name of Jesus, his teaching, his life, his death, his resurrection, in so many ways, Jesus has been co-opted and corrupted in the name of power and of influence. And I've always known this in some ways, but at the beginning of the year in Washington, D.C., when crosses hung next to nooses and the name of Jesus was used to justify white supremacy, I decided it was probably time to reclaim Jesus. Right? We need to reclaim Jesus as the radically inclusive, loving God. We, we need to reclaim Jesus as, as the disruptor of oppressive systems. We need to reclaim Jesus as the non-violent, loving, inclusive, caring, compassionate, and just Jewish rabbi that he was. We need to reclaim Jesus for who he is and who he was. And so my hope today is that we can reclaim Jesus we can get a look at who he is because Jesus gives us a full and clear picture of who God is. It's why our faith is rooted in the person and the practice of Jesus because Jesus shows us who God is. It's what John says in John 1.18. I just read it. He says, no one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son who is himself God is in closest relationship with the Father. He has made him known. Jesus makes known to us who God is. Brian Zahn says it like this. Jesus is the true and living word of God. Jesus is what the law and prophets point towards and bow to. Jesus is what the Old Testament was trying to say but could never fully articulate. Jesus is the perfect word of God in the form of a human life. God couldn't say it all couldn't say all he wanted to say in the form of a book. So he said it in the form of Jesus. Jesus is what God has to say. So we are reclaiming Jesus for who he is today in order to heal our understanding of God. We are reclaiming Jesus in order to heal our understanding of God because so many of us have a view of God that is biblical, but it's not Christ-like. We have a view of God that's conservative, but it's not Christ-like. We have a view of God that is retributive, but it's not Christ-like. And all of us need to heal our understanding of God. There have been sweet grandmas or angry pastors or accidental Sunday school teachers or YouTube videos or politicians who have told us, this is what God has to say about fill in the blank. This is what God has to say about fill in the blank. This is what God has to say about women. 
This is what God has to say about LGBTQ folks. This is what God has to say about critical race theory. This is what God has to say about getting a vaccination. This is what God has to say about how to dress. This is what God has to say about how to spend your money. This is what God has to say about how to worship. There have been a variety of people that have spoken into our lives who have said, this is what God has to say about fill in the blank. But listen today, Jesus is what God has to say. Jesus is meek. Jesus is gentle. Jesus turns the other cheek. He's loving and he's kind and he's inclusive. He's forgiving and he's curious and he's good. Jesus is what God has to say. And if we can reclaim Jesus from the powers that be, if we can reclaim Jesus from the people that seek to leverage Jesus for power and influence, the people that use Jesus as an advertisement for their own merchandise, if we can reclaim Jesus, I think we'll finally have a chance at healing our understanding of God. Because Jesus is the full, whole picture of who God is and what God has to say. God couldn't say all he wanted to say in the form of a book, so he said it in the form of Jesus. Jesus is what God has to say. Jesus gives us a full picture of who God is. And Jesus gives us a full picture of who we're made to be. That's why uh, we say that we imitate Jesus. That's what we say uh, in our confession of faith. Because Jesus is the prototypical human. He's our model. He offers us God's vision for humanity. Right? In, that, in, in his meekness and gentleness and loving kindness, he offers this simple phrase in Matthew 4.19. He says, come, follow me. And the invitation is that all of us would follow Jesus in that, uh, in that justice, that we would follow Jesus in that kindness, in that compassionate, right? Jesus, in that compassion, Jesus follows us to, Jesus invites us, sorry, I'm getting a little too excited today, but Jesus invites us to follow him into this pathway towards a new humanity. We are meant to follow Jesus. It's not biblical principles that we seek, but the truth of Christ. It's not biblical justice that we pursue, but Christ-like justice. It's not biblical manhood that I should embody. It's Christ-like. It's not biblical womanhood that should inform the women in our community. It's the light of Christ. Right? We follow Jesus. And in this following of Jesus, we are invited to embrace this Christ-like identity. We're invited to be like Christ, to imitate Christ. And in that, I think it's an opportunity for us to finally and fully heal our understanding of ourselves. In the same way that, that Jesus being a picture of God helps us to heal our understanding of God, and we have so many ways that we need to heal our understanding of God, Jesus being a full picture of who we're meant to be invites us to heal our understanding of ourselves. And we have some ways that we need to heal our understanding of how we see ourselves. Right? Jesus, who we want to root our faith in, that's what we say. Jesus shows up in this world as a human being. Flesh and bones and guts and hair and stink. Jesus was stinky. Right? He didn't have deodorant or showers. Jesus was just a man, a human Right? And we believe that Jesus was God, and that's really important, but it's also really important to believe and acknowledge that Jesus was a human, a person, in a body. 
And the simple idea that God, the God of the universe, who is the creator of all things and reigns over it all, that the God of the universe would show up in a human body, that simple idea should be for us today a holy affirmation of our human bodies, of our physical selves. And I think this is so much of the healing that at least I need to do. I'll just speak for myself today. I was taught that my body was bad. I was taught that my bodily desires were bad. I was taught that my, my flesh was bad. Um, I, I was taught that all of that needed to be pushed down and avoided as best I could. I was taught that I, my physical self at least, but really just all of who I am was a problem that needed to be solved, and I believed it. And to no surprise, uh, I now have problems feeling very embodied. I have uh, sometimes struggled to know how I'm actually feeling or how I'm doing. I struggle to trust my body. I have to remind myself that my body works, that my body is good. It's why we say this gospel proclamation every week. Um, you hear from different leaders uh, in our online liturgy, but I say it every week in person. I tell our community, created, loved, rescued, forgiven, and free, this is who you are. This is the fundamental truth of your identity, whether you feel it or not. And we say that every week because I and so many of the people in our community were taught that our fundamental identities were wretched, sinful, dirty, weak, that that's who we were. We have some work to do in healing our view of ourself. And so today I want you to hear this healing word. I'm going to say it, but I'm really saying it for myself, that you would hear this word of healing today. Jesus' incarnation, the fact that Jesus would show up here, is a holy affirmation of our physical selves. Jesus shows us who God is, and Jesus looks like us. It's an affirmation of who we are, that we are good, that we are holy, that we are meant to be loved and appreciated. As we follow Jesus, as we root our faith in the person and practice of Jesus, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to heal our understanding of ourselves, to see Jesus as a model for who we are and to be reminded that who we are is affirmed by God. And as we root ourselves, as we reclaim Jesus, it's an opportunity to heal our understanding of God, to finally and fully see God for who he really is. And so for you, do you need to heal your understanding of God? Maybe just think, how do I think of God? Do you think of God as retributive? How many voices have spoken into your life to say, this is what God thinks about fill in the blank? How do you think of God? And do you need to heal your understanding of yourself? If you're honest, what needs healing and how you think of yourself? Maybe it is about your body. You'd say, I have some issues with just my physical body. Maybe today you need that word of healing that says, your body is affirmed by God. Maybe you just think of yourself as bad and you have some intrinsic shame that you're working through. How do you think of yourself? Where do you need healing? And what does reclaiming Jesus look like for you? That you would say, maybe I need to push aside all those other voices that I've let in. What does reclaiming Jesus look like for you? 
My, um, my recommendation would be to read the Gospels, to read who Jesus was and what he did. Without a lot of outside influence, just read through for yourself and figure out who Jesus is. Right? We, we are rooting our faith in Jesus and reclaiming Jesus because Jesus gives us a full picture of who God is and a full picture of who we are. And my, my concern today isn't with your certainty. I don't need you to be 100% sure about any of this. Uh, you don't have to have all the right answers. Our faith isn't rooted in certainty. Our faith finds its form in a person. So my hope today is that you would reclaim Jesus away from all the powers that be and that you would see who God really is and that you would see who you are. S.M. Lockridge was a, a popular uh, pastor and speaker in the middle of the last century. And in his most, uh, most famous sermon, he just beautifully describes the person and the practice of Jesus. And so I thought today we might could close with just his uh, poetic description of Jesus. S.M. Lockridge says that Jesus is king. That Jesus is the king of righteousness that he's the king of the ages, that he's the king of heaven, that he's the king of glory, that he's the king of kings, and that he's the Lord of lords, Jesus. He's the greatest phenomenon to ever cross the horizon of this universe. He's the sinner's savior. He's God's son. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in all philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology, and he's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient Savior, Jesus. He supplies strength to the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He defends the feeble. He frees the captive. He forgives the sinners. He discharges the debtors and he beautifies the meek Jesus. His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His grace is sufficient. His word is enough. His yoke is easy and his burden is light, Jesus. There are so many words, but he is indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's irresistible. He's invincible. The Pharisees, they couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him. And the grave couldn't hold him. Jesus Christ, the full revelation of God, is offering for us today healing. Healing for how we view God and healing for how we view ourselves. Our faith is rooted in the person and the practice of Jesus. And so gather, this is my prayer for you today. May your understanding of God find healing and wholeness in the person of Jesus. There is no retribution. There is no exclusion. And may your understanding of yourself find healing and wholeness in the person of Jesus. Embrace the holy affirmation of who you are. Reclaim Jesus and on the way, reclaim joy and life and beauty and goodness. It all belongs to you. Amen. Thanks for listening. 
If you are interested in Gather, check out our website at gatherhouston.org or visit us on Sunday at 10 a.m.